On your Friday mornings, it's Sam back here with Jay. No James this morning, unfortunately. He is out, out and about playing a bit of golf, so we can't argue with that in these uh, strict times at home if you're in Melbourne. So it's just myself and Jay, uh, but there is a surprise, Jay. We do have a special guest coming up in the next break because there is a big game this weekend. A big weekend, actually. We've got the FA Cup final. We've got the NBA back and the footy festival. So, big weekend in sport. Uh, and I can't wait to get on top of it. We'll start with a few news stories um, just off the top. Uh, there's been revealed three clubs under scrutiny for some breaches. Three of the alleged breaches are Richmond's breach uh, relates to a player's partner visiting a day spa out of the hub. North Melbourne have an alleged breach, concerns a group of partners that attended a football game, and Carlton involves a kids of a player who were dropped off at a grandparent's house, and then when the player's partners picked up, they found out the kids went to a theme park. So <laughs> um, in these strict times, it is important that they need to stay in the hub. So a bit unfortunately, unfortunately on that part. James, uh, Jay, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think today they're bringing like 400 uh family members across to Queensland for them to do their quarantine with uh, the players. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes as well. Because the AFL paying for all their expenses. Mm. I think it's something like $4 million or something the AFL are paying for for the families. So if they hopefully abide by the rules and everything goes all right. Yeah, it's a big stark fine. They're saying fifty grand could be uh, the potential fine. Yep which is massive. Uh, so hopefully um, details will come out on that soon and uh, we'll find a bit more about that. Also in news, uh, champion jockey Hugh Bowman has been banned for six weeks for his part in a Sydney race uh, incident that left a promising horse dead and a key jockey Andrew Adkins in hospital with serious injuries. Bowman, who looked to trigger the incident by colliding with Hot and Hazy on race winner Smart Image at Rose Hill on Saturday, uh, face racing New South Wales stewards on Thursday, along with a few fellow jockeys, Glenn Schofield and Robbie Dolan. So, dangerous incident. If you haven't seen the footage, he uh, barges into and knocks the horse flat, and the jockey gets really distumbled. It's a dangerous act, um, something that you don't want to see, especially from a profile jockey like Hugh Broman. What are your thoughts on that, Jay? Yeah, I agree. It's um, <clears throat> not a good thing to see, especially, you know, we want to see some good news around sport and, you know, these sort of incidents are the last thing you want to see come up on your feed. Um, so, yeah, unfortunate news, but I guess, you know, we can only hope for the best for him, I guess. Yep. Uh, on to Barty. Uh, Barty's out of the US Open due to the coronavirus fears. Ash Barty won't play in the US Open next month. Uh, the world number one confirmed on Thursday, which is interesting. And also big news, NBA back is tipping off this weekend in the bubble in Orlando, Florida. Jay will preview that later during the show. Uh, but up next, we're going to get straight into the soccer early. Normally, we keep that to last on a Friday morning, but we have a special guest 
and we'll be eagerly talking about the FA Cup. So all that and more on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning on Sin. Racing flashbacks on Sin on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. And we've done a bit of a switcheroo this morning. We've switched now and we've got soccer up early, of course, because it's a big weekend. Um, Wrapping up the Premier League last weekend. We'll play that bit now. I'm going to miss that thing. Um... (laughs) <laughs> in the months to come, but uh, it's, it's not going to be too long before the season um, comes back up, so that's interesting. So wrapping up the Premier League, Aston Villa staying up after drawing 1-1 with West Ham, Bournemouth, Watford and Norwich City being relegated, Leicester City and Tottenham making the Europa League, Liverpool, Man City, Man United and Chelsea making the Champions League. But now, right on to the big weekend as we get into the FA Cup. Joining us on the show this morning, a friend of mine, Joshua Stumpo. Welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. How are you doing? Hello, Sam. Hello, Jay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> nice to have you on. There's been a few past reference to him on this show many a times, but he's never made an appearance. So, big first appearance. Uh, the thing about Joshua Stumpo, he is a Chelsea fan and Jay is an Arsenal fan. So, they're about to go head-to-head uh, as will the teams on Sunday morning at 2.30 uh, at Wembley Stadium. It's going to be absolutely massive. Arsenal stunned holders um, at Manchester City 2-0 in the semi-finals, while Chelsea defeated Manchester United 3-1 to leave Mikel Arteta and Frank Lampard in the box seat in their first season to uh, maybe pick up a FA Cup trophy. So be a bit crazy. What are your initial thoughts on the matchup, you two? Yeah, I'm obviously excited because we finished eighth, unfortunately, on in the Premier League, but we got the win, luckily. Um, so against Watford, three-two wasn't convincing, um, to be fair. But no wins a win, and we get an opportunity to get in Europe a spot if we win on Sunday. So that's just extra motivation for our boys to get up. Um, I'm sure Arteca is definitely keen to get going. His first piece of silverware, and he's also a FA Cup holder himself so as is Lampard so it's going to be interesting because um, both teams are lots to play for and Chelsea's still got the Champions League to come uh, in August so a lot of pressure here for both sides with a lot riding on it. What about you Josh? Yeah I'm a, a bit scared about the counter attack that Arsenal brings um, what they did to you your city boys wasn't um <laughs> Unexpected to say the least. Um, It's good to have a London derby, good rivals, set the scene. Only if there was a crowd there. But um, yeah, I hope Olivier Giroud gets end of a couple of Reese James crosses and scores a couple of goals. Now, interesting about the team news. Bernard Lino is aiming to return to the training soon, but will not be ready for the final, meaning uh, Emmy Martinez will remain in goal. Gabriel Martinelli still has a knee injury. Um, Mustafi with a thigh. Pablo Mari with an ankle. And Callum Chambers with a knee all remain sideline. Ozil and Aguendouzi are technically available, but it remains to be seen whether Arteta will restore them into the match day squad. On Chelsea's side of things, uh, Nogolo Kante is facing a, a race to return from a thigh injury. Even if he returns, it will most likely to be as a substitute. Billy Gilmore is out for the season after knee surgery, while William remains, um, sorry, missed 
Chelsea's uh, final game against Wolves through injury. And of their FA Cup clashes, Arsenal have won nine to Chelsea's five with six draws. So each sharing three out of the last ten, actually, which is interesting. So you've always remained uh, up there in the FA Cups. Um, My only worry, I initially thought this would be a game for Chelsea, but in recent weeks, Arsenal have been very scary. And um, it is their really only thing to play for at the minute. That's what most worries me about the game. Um, So if I was to take a tip... Oh, in saying that, Chelsea have been very good and I'd still like to see Chelsea win. So I'm going to take Chelsea for the win. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? doesn't like Chelsea. Like doesn't like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I want to just um, go back to 2017. That'll be my... Because uh, that win was historic for me. I was at, I was in London for that final. You went to the game. Um, no, I didn't get to go. I got oh. to watch it at a pub. Okay. Um, well, that's still that was, amazing. That was, that's my best memory of, <laughs> of Arsenal of recent times. <laughs> so hopefully another another cup for us. I think we can get done with the former in and all to play for a Europa spot and then obviously a trophy. So I'm backing us in here. And this is also could decide Aubameyang's future. He has not re-signed his contract yet. So he depending on European football, may stay in because that's the thing with the FA Cup. You can get a spot if you win. And same goes for Chelsea. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Willian could be a potential, uh, sorry, Arsenal player. So he could be facing yeah. his future team. Yep. So. Um, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping we keep him. But um, he's got... Because we need some depth if you want to go deep. But if he wants to go, he can go. But we all know he's your favourite player, Sam. <laughs> so, be so um, yeah. And um, just an update on Billy Gilmore as well. He's um, starting rehab, I believe. So hopefully we'll see him next year. Good. Good news. He's a great young player. Um, we love to see him out in the park. Okay, well, that wraps yep. up the FA Cup. It is going to be at 2.30 on Sunday morning on ESPN. So don't miss it. It's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, We'll come back after a song and we'll wrap up the rest of the leagues. Uh, We've still got the EFL to talk about. The MLS is doing a tournament. And then, of course, we've got the AFL and NBA uh, with the remainder of the sports desk on this morning. So we've got Hands Like Houses coming up now and more sport on sin. Space, Hands Like Houses on the sports desk on your Friday morning. We've got some more soccer for you now. Uh, We'll go straight into the EFL. Brentford defeated Swansea 3-1-3-2 aggregate. Uh, As of recording this, Fulham defeated Cardiff City 2-0 and waiting results on the other game. But it looks as if Fulham and Brentford uh, are going to be the teams that are going to go up in the... um, Oh, actually, they're going to fight off, sorry. Uh, yeah. for promotion to the Premier League, which will be exciting. Any thoughts on those games? Did you see much of them, Jay? I didn't catch them, but I've I've had a look at highlights and all that. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I really want to see these two teams go at it, Brentford and Fulham. They finished third and fourth, respectively. Um, so, if it came down to those two, um, I'd probably back Brentford. I don't know about you, but I just think they've played more consistently throughout the season. I mean, they've lost more games than Fulham, but um, they've been pretty good attacking-wise, and I think they can 
give Fulham a run for the money. But obviously, it does still depend on these second legs. But the way they're looking, they should be able to get it up. Yeah, looks as if that way. Uh, so that's the EFL. Uh, and also, I've been watching the the MLS. They've just slipped under the radar for me. The MLS back yeah. tournament uh, has come up, so they're hubbing also in Orlando. So it'll be pretty busy in uh, Florida at the minute with a lot of things oh, yeah. going on. And it's cold over there. I think uh, it was snowing in one of the games. What'd you say? I think it was snowing in uh, in Orlando. Well, like really, uh, I saw the really? picture of one of the was like okay. you know, I saw him. <laughs> Well, it's been an so, interesting. Do you have an MLS team? I've never asked you this before. No, nah, but I, I, I'll probably say Galaxy just because. Hello, <laughs> I mean, I like uh, Los Angeles. Well, unfortunately, you have picked the wrong one there. The <laughs> the team left I've, in the round of sixteen uh, is Los Angeles FC, the rival. The expansion on the league has been crazy. There's teams coming yeah, out of nowhere <laughs> that I haven't seen before. <laughs> Um, but I've enjoyed watching it. Uh, Orlando City defeated Montreal Impact. Philadelphia defeated New England 1-0. New York City FC defeated Toronto FC 3-1, which has been a big um, bogey team for New York City. Uh, Toronto always knocking them out in the final. They're kind of like the Adelaide United for Melbourne City. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sporting KC defeated Vancouver 3-1 in penalties. Uh, San Jose defeated Real Salt Lake 5-2. And LAFC defeated Seattle Saunders 4-1. Minnesota defeated uh, Columbus 6-4 in penalties. And Portland defeated Cincinnati 5-3 in uh, penalties as well. So a few went to penalties. So the quarterfinals um, this weekend... Uh, 10 a.m. Friday, Philadelphia today uh, plays Sporting KC. Alonda, sorry, <laughs> Orlando City uh, plays LAFC Saturday, 9.30 a.m. San Jose, Sunday, 10 a.m. against Minnesota and New York City against Portland on Sunday at 12.30. So that's a good thing about the MLS. Is it really great times for Australia to tune in uh, your Sunday yeah. or Saturday morning? Uh, so very good. And to finish off with, for the soccer, of course, the A-League was as we ever get closer to the finals. And starting tonight uh, at 7.30 at Bank West, it's the Western Sydney Wanderers taking on the Wellington Phoenix. Um, big game, Western Sydney fighting for a, uh, p- uh, position six, sorry. They're currently ninth on the ladder, so it's going to look very difficult these last couple of games uh, to see who's going to go in. Currently sitting at sixth position is Adelaide United on 31 points, closely followed by Western United on 30 and Newcastle Jets on 28. What are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, as you said, Western United, uh, Western Sydney are really fighting at the moment to get that sixth spot. Um, they've got three draws in a row, so they really need a three-point win here because um, otherwise I don't see them making it because, yeah, it's getting that that tight and that close towards the end of the season that we need to see a win from them because they're, yeah, as I said, three draws in a row is not going to get done for them. So who were their three recent draws again? Uh, so hang on. Um, they had the Mariners yep. one all draw. 
Then one all with Sydney. Uh, and then one all with City. So they're consistent, one alls. Um, <laughs> I would have thought they would have had uh, a lot of advantage being a lot of games based at their home ground, but as of yet, it hasn't really come off that way. No. And their last victory was against Sydney back in February. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's not good if you're a Wanderers fan. Um, no. So, yeah. And then before those draws, there was a loss to Brisbane 3-1. So it's hard to read Western the yeah. Wanderers. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Phoenix with this one. They've been in really good yeah. form. Um, can't argue with them sitting in second spot at the minute. So I'm going to take them for the three points. Yeah, same, yeah. Moving on to Saturday, it's Melbourne City taking on Sydney FC at ANZ Stadium. So it's our home game at ANZ. (laughs) When will we ever see that again? (laughs) Very strange. Um, So hopefully um, Jamie McLaren spoke in the week um, about how he's determined uh, for all the fans in Melbourne suffering uh, in the lockdown that he wants to win the... Wants to win the uh, finals for us, and uh, so hopefully th- they're taking that into their game mode, and we'll see how they do against Sydney FC. Uh, I mean, Sydney FC have had a big run, couple of games, so they may be a bit fatigued. This is Melbourne City's first game back, so hopefully it's a big, exciting performance from them. Uh, so hopefully we get the three points. Oh, yeah, ideally. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a bit unlikely we'll be able to get top now, with, um, but we can get that second spot off Wellington, um, that would definitely be ideal. Obviously, we haven't played since March, uh, like a proper hit out. So, And that loss was, I think, to the Jets, was it? Uh, was it yes. 10? Yeah, that was our last yeah, game. Yeah, 2-1, I think. So, yeah, big game for us. And Z as well for home games, interesting. So see how they play it out. Hopefully, you can get the three points. And also, Jean-Ro and uh, Bazanis, the, Bunzana, sorry, the uh, ex-main keeper, uh, is now out of the squad. They've moved on from the club. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty happy Tom Glover has got the main spot. He's done very well in recent times. So uh, excited to see the team when it comes out. Excited to see Melbourne City back. I've been waiting forever for them to play. <laughs> uh, next to Newcastle Jets taking on Western United uh, Sunday, the 2nd of August at 7.30 at McDonald Jones Stadium. Western United coming off their 2-1 win over Melbourne Victory and Newcastle Jets coming off their great win over Sydney FC. So this is going to be a big game, massive, and potentially could be the you know the one that um, leads to whoever makes it. Sit, uh, Western United sitting 30th and Newcastle Jets sitting 28th, uh, so 28 points. Sorry. Uh, so this one is a massive game for Western United if they want to go for those playoff spots. Your thoughts on their both clubs' recent form? Uh, well, Western United's obviously in good form. I think that's their third win in a row against Victory. So they're looking really good. And three points would really uh, it would elevate them straight up to, well, go to sixth spot, um, one point behind Perth. And, yeah, that would almost be enough for them, I think, to have the confidence to get the place in the finals or in the playoffs. Um Jets as well. I mean, their goal difference is going to be a bit of a worry because they're minus twelve. Um, so even if they get the three points, they don't. They won't move up to six spots. So right, okay. They need to definitely try and tone that one down as well before the end of the season. 
Um, but again, United as well have less games played. So I'm, I'm thinking United will go for four wins in a row. Yep, I think so. They're gonna. I think they're gonna shock everyone, and well, I don't know if necessarily shock everyone, but I think they, in their first season, will make it into the finals. Yep. Uh, last game I've got listed here. It's a Melbourne victory taking on Central Coast Mariners uh, on Monday night at seven thirty in the start of Jubilee Stadium. Melbourne victory coming off the loss, and Central Coast. Who did they play again? They they draw, didn't they? Yeah. Um... Yeah, to the Wanderers, yeah. Uh, so interesting, so, that's the second loss in a row for victory. Uh, so losing to Western United and then Brisbane during the week. Uh, as I said last week, I just really don't see them winning another game and they could potentially finish bottom, which <laughs> is a massive yeah. shock. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's all the games I have listed here. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think oh, it's tough. I mean, I want Mariners to win for the sake of victory going down, but <laughs> it's hard to judge. I mean, Mariners have just had a season to forget. Um, victory of four losses in a row. So I could see it going either way, Sammy. I, I, I want the Mariners to win. I think they can get done two draws in a row on the back. So I think they can get this victory. Okay. And that rounds out. There is more A-League games during next week, but I've left them out. That uh, The Monday team can preview the rest of those. As yeah. we move on, the AFL and NBA and all that coming up next on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. We've got a massive weekend ahead, and we've got Oasis up now. Here's Roll With It on Sin on the Friday Sports Desk. Oasis, roll with it on the sports desk this morning, and that <laughs> really does feel match the mood of a lot of things at the minute. You just got to keep on rolling with it, especially with all the sport. So at least we've got that coming up, and of course now I'm excited to talk about. We are underway in a footy festival, uh, and excited to talk AFL. Okay, so kicking off tonight, we've got a double header on Friday night, which is uh, pretty interesting. Carlton kicking off at 5.40 against the Hawks at Optus Stadium. Um, I'm happy to say Carlton's recent form have been pretty good. Uh, <laughs> we haven't for a while. Um, as a Carlton fan, I haven't been able to be too up and about in the last couple of years, but I'm very excited about this year. I had a good feeling about 2020. Um Good feeling about the footy world, not, not sure about the rest of the world. That, that's gone a bit sour. But at least the Blues are doing well, so I think I'm going to back that in and we're going to defeat the Hawks, hopefully by at least two goals or so. I think we can get that done. Hawks' performance over the last couple of weeks just hasn't been up to scratch. Um, the young team and a few of the older guys just not wrapping up to the way the Hawks brand used to be, the brand, their brand of footy. Um, so I think Clarkson needs to change up their style to suit some of the younger guys that they've got in the team, and then maybe they can sprout something towards the end of the season. But I don't see them getting a win there. Um, yeah, well, just touching on Clark, I mean, I don't know what you think about the way he's been speaking in the media lately. 
Um, obviously, last week in his presser, he had a go at Tom Papley for milking free kicks, saying he's one of the better milkers in our game, which Horse responded to in his press conference as a bit of a shock. Um, you don't, he basically said, you don't talk about other teams' players like that, stuff yeah. like that. So Hawthorne's just getting a bad rap because of Clark. He's changed the hole in the ball rule and now he's, you know, having a go at other players. So I'm not liking the Hawks just in general now, but no. I reckon your Blue Boys are looking the goods four and four at the moment. Chance to go back into the eight. Ooh, the eight very exciting. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with uh, Richmond giving the Bulldogs a thumping on percentage. It helps you guys out as well the other day. Yeah, and so, sorry, just to d- distract from that game at the minute, I did laugh at um, Re- Jack Revolt <laughs> on, on uh, Wednesday night. He did uh, throw the toys out the cradle when he couldn't have a shot. Uh, but a positive outlook from Richmond, but thanks for that. Um, as for Clarko, though, I think, I mean, speaks for itself, results, don't they? I think he should be focusing on his yeah. own club rather than anything else at the minute. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the Blue Boys, and on to the next game. The Essendon Bombers taking on the Lions at 8-10 at Metricon Stadium. Uh, Essendon coming off a tight win uh, against Adelaide and Brisbane, of course, steamrolling through the league as they do uh, with their results over... Trying Melbourne. To here. Melbourne. <laughs> oh, yeah, tight game with that as well. Yeah. Um, I can't argue with Brisbane's form. They look very good. They looked very good last year, and they look very good this year. Their midfield is something to contend with. Um, um, really great young guys, and they've been doing really well. Uh, I don't think Essendon, uh, although their form has been up and down of, of late, I, I don't see them getting over the lines. No, I'm the same. I think Brisbane, as you said, midfield is just too good. Even that forward line this time, they come together as well. And obviously the defence of Harris Andrews, All-Australian in contention again, the way he's playing. So I definitely can't see the Bombers getting it done, considering how close they were to a team that hasn't even won a game this year. So see how they go, Brisbane, but they should get it done. Yep, okay. Moving on to Saturday, uh, it's North Melbourne taking on Adelaide at 2.35 at Metricon Stadium. Great story this week with Mad Jack Daw coming in the side after, I think, 700-plus games uh, being missed. So exciting for to see him back in the club, especially after this uh, year for the Roos has been a bit disappointing. Uh, so hopefully that lifts the spirits. Um uh, Adelaide getting ever close to that first win, um, just getting pinched on the line by Essendon by, oh, what was it here? Um, three points. So there are some positives out of those losses, but they need to get one. I assume this game's going to be um, everly tight. I did think back during the week before the teams were announced that uh, I think Adelaide could do it, but I think Mad Jack Daw coming in back into the side is going to lift the spirit for the Roos and they will get the job done. Yeah, I agree. Gavin Mad Jack is a big morale booster for the Roos and yeah, as confident as Adelaide would be after last week, I don't see them getting up in Metricon. Okay. Moving on to 5.10pm at the Gabba. It's the St Kilda taking on the Sydney Swans. Uh, Sydney, sorry, St Kilda coming off a great win against Port Adelaide uh, at the Adelaide Oval on Saturday night. Uh, and Sydney, of course, coming across a, a three-point win over Hawthorne. Papley in great form. 
Uh, this is going to be an extremely tight one, I think. Um, Sydney sort of still getting into some decent form now, climbing up the bottom of the ladder, and St Kilda is starting to do really well, their young team, and uh, of course their coach, Ratten, knows what he's doing down there. So uh, it's very tight. I'm going to have to say St Kilda, even though Papley's in super form, uh, I think St Kilda has something special about them that they're going to unravel, I think. Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think St Kilda just looking towards that top four now and um, Sydney, I just think not quite there, even though they're getting some wins. I don't think they'll be able to get against St Kilda. Next to Saturday night, it's 8.10pm at Optus Stadium. The West Coast Eagles taking on Geelong. This is going to be absolutely massive game. The West Coast Eagles absolutely dismantling the Magpies uh, last weekend, uh, knocking him off by 66, destroying Collingwood's percentage. Um, and Geelong getting that sc- scrummy win over Fremantle in the wet uh, by 32. Uh, Geelong have been up and down. I think they pretty are the, the word, the pretenders this season. I They do have a, um, a few wins and a few up up-and-down performances, but uh, I, I just think West Coast Eagles are going to be one of the teams to beat this season. Uh, they are looking red hot. Yeah, I agree. West Coast, that four-line at Candy kicking seven, I think, against Collingwood last week's just ridiculous. Uh, he's in great form at the moment. And, yeah, Geelong, I mean, they played at Optus during the week, but I don't think they'll be able to hold on here against an inform Eagles side. Just on that, did, what did you think about the decision about Tom Hawkins getting off on the the elbow? Oh, it could go either way, I reckon. Like, um, the footage is hard to read. I mean, it sort of looked like he had the throat almost. Um, that was my opinion anyway. Okay. I think, um, I mean, obviously they want to scrap these sort of incidents from ever happening in the game. You don't yep. want to see people using the elbow or anything towards the face. Um, and, I mean, he was – I think he could have taken the week. Uh, Geelong, obviously, you know, it's less penalty for challenging these calls. So, if they want it, that's how the AFL sees it as being okay, then that's their opinion. Um, other people will disagree. Okay, fair call. Uh, on to Sunday, uh, the Gold Coast Suns taking on the Giants at 3.35 at Metricon Stadium. Another massive game. Uh, Suns coming off a tight loss to the Bulldogs and Giants with a big win over the Tigers. Uh, I think probably, although the Suns I think are edging them, they're pretty even match sides as form um, as form goes and the ladder goes in this yeah. current competition uh, Suns have some super young guys. Isaac Rankin, uh, I mean, but what's it going to be? His fourth game this week, and he's kicked some crazy goals. He almost kicked one for the uh, to get them uh, back in the game against the Dogs, uh, which could have been the sealer. Uh, and Giants uh, did have a bit of a flop start early with a few games, um, but they're kind of finding form now, knocking off the Tigers. So it's going to be a tight one, but I just think the young talents of the Suns is something to be reckoned with in a few years. Even though they've got their big man uh, out with an injury, um, I think the Suns will edge the win on this one. Yeah, I reckon they'll... Come back uh, a lot stronger from the doggies lost last week. And yeah, Rankin just needs to kick a bit straighter and he can really go from there because that's 
all he's missing is getting some good goals, but he's missing some ones he should be getting. Yeah, which is disappointing. It seems to be uh, the yeah, more crazy I'll... ones, the the more crazy <laughs> angle he seems to get. Highlight the... the basic ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good on him though. But yeah, I think the Suns can get it up back on the West list. And to round out this round, uh, before we immediately go into round 10 on Monday, uh, it's the Fremantle Dockers taking on Collingwood at 6.10 on Optus Stadium. Uh, I think Collingwood have to bounce back here. Um, whoa, terrible. 66-point loss. Uh, I mean, that has to harm anyone's morals. I, I, I think they'll bounce back from this one. They've got a few injuries um, and uh, that late... Uh, late call before the start of the game, getting Pendlebury out. His first game missed in a long time. Uh, a few. I'm not sure if he comes back into the team this week. Do you know? Yes. No, he's out for I think a month. A month. I think okay. they really Yeah, something's obviously gone really wrong. The hammy or something. Yeah. So, uh, that'll make it interesting, though. Yeah, I think regardless of that, I think Collingwood would have to bounce back from that. Fremantle. Yeah. Uh, Poor, they barely got a goal on the weekend. So um, <laughs> we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Collingwood, although this game a bit, I'm a bit unsure about. Yeah, I agree. I, it's could go either way. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I want to say Collingwood, but you know, Fremantle they in the wet. It's hard to read what they did against Geelong, and yeah, still missing five is big for them. So I think Collingwood to bounce back. Awesome. Okay. So an exciting festival of footy uh, to come this weekend. And, of course, it doesn't stop there. Monday, of course, it kicks off around 10 through Monday through to Saturday, <laughs> which is interesting, <laughs> something we've never seen before. Uh, and you can catch us live on Monday uh, pregame. Uh, we've been doing this thing for the past few weeks uh, where we've been live on Facebook uh interacting with your comments, uh, discussing the games ahead and uh, showing a few of our highlights. So that's been fun. So if you want to tune into that uh, on the Sports Desk Facebook page pregame at the start of each round. Uh, so that's been fun. So we will be that on there on Monday night. But exciting week of football and many weeks of football ahead on the Sports Desk. We're going to come back because the NBA is back and Jay is excited and he's going to preview all of that to come at, in their little bubble in Orlando, uh, which is the uh, hotspot for sports in America at the <laughs> at the minute. So excited to chat about the return of the NBA on the sports desk on your Friday morning. Canada, Violent Soho on the sports desk on your Friday morning and the NBA is back and we're going to be talking about the return of it. Jay's going to preview it. Okay, Jay, and isn't it exciting? Yeah, can't wait. It's all kicking off today. Um, so, yeah, the Pelicans and the Jazz are playing at the moment, um, and the Clippers and Lakers will play at 11 o'clock. So that'll be interesting. It's all kicking off in Orlando. But then on the weekends, where it gets interesting because normally American sports convenient for Australians, their the timings. But um, the first game on Saturday is at 4.30 between Orlando and Brooklyn. And then goes Memphis, Portland at 6. Same with Suns, Wizards, Celtics, Bucks at 8.30, Kings, Spurs at 10, and Rockets and Dallas at 11. Then on Sunday, we've got the Nuggets and the Heat at 3 a.m. 
Jazz and uh, Thunder at 5.30 a.m. Pelicans, Clippers at 8 a.m. Philly and Pacers at 9 a.m. And Lakers and the Raptors at 10.30 a.m. So that's what the weekend will look like. And as for the actual season, it's going to be very different. And yep. they've already pretty much locked away the seedings. And then what's going to happen between 8th and 9th is a new concept. It's called a play-in tournament. So what will happen is... Eighth and ninth, if the team that is eighth seed has four more games ahead of the ninth best team, they will not have to play in a playoff tournament between the ninth team. But if they have less than four games difference between that ninth team, they will play off for that final playoff spot in each conference. So that will be interesting in itself to see how that pans out. It's not something they've done before and... It just gives a bit of an extra excitement for that ninth team that can still make it even if they haven't reached Dave's spot in the playoff spot. They can still get the opportunity. But obviously it comes down to that eighth team and how much win their win-loss is. Um, and then as for the key dates of the NBA season, so obviously t- today's when it all kicks off. The playing tournament will be August 15 and 16. The playoffs will be on the 17th of August. The conference finals will be 15th of September. The 30th of September is when the NBA finals will kick off. And then the last possible Game 7 date, the cutoff is the 13th of October. So, yeah, obviously everything stays the way it is in America. Nothing delays it. That's what will happen. Those are the dates NBA has confirmed um, the other day. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And uh, the League Pass, which is how you stream it, is a lot cheaper than what normally is as well. So I encourage anyone that uh, is thinking about, you know, watching NBA on League Pass to get amongst it because they've got it really cheap at the moment. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's uh, exciting to have it back, another sport to have, especially with Premier League uh, finishing up yeah. last week. So fresh sport for you, Sammy. Perfect timing. And I noticed uh, over the last week, uh, a few of the Aussie players had a bit of trouble getting themselves into the bubble. Yeah, as you'd expect. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's just, um, it's obviously difficult with uh, the way it is at the moment in America. A couple of players have had positive testings. I mean, I think I talked about last week, Aaron Baines from the Suns was tested positive and he explained his story of how it affected him and how he couldn't, pretty much leave his bedroom because he was just so yeah. fatigued and everything. Yeah. So uh, it goes, as, as again, it goes to show that anything, even a fit, healthy player can, you know, end up in bed for days on end. So, yeah, look, it's good. I think uh, they had the results today from all the players and no one was tested positive. So they're all good to go as far as um, the COVID is concerned. Great. Okay, well, exciting to have the NBA back. It's going to be a crazy weekend of sport. Uh, We'll be excited to be with you on Monday to preview the uh, AFL game in the evening on the Facebook Live. Of course, Monday's Sports Desk team will be back from 9am then. And, uh, of course, we'll be back next Friday. So thank you for tuning in. Um, Make sure you catch the podcast if you missed any things that will be on Spotify, iTunes, all of the good podcast platforms. And to take us out, 
We've got a b- bit of Pollock. It's Everlasting, uh, of course, from the many FIFA soundtracks. Uh, James will be back with us next week. So thank you, Jay. Thank you to Josh, who made a special appearance, of course, with the exciting FA Cup this weekend. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed today and enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much, Jay. Cheers, uh, Sam. <laughs> I said his own <laughs> name. Oh, that's great. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> well, have a good weekend. Nah. We'll catch you then. This has been the Sports Desk on Sin. <laughs>